Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome to Foul Tips, the all-baseball edition of the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. Listen in as Brent gives his views on the world of baseball from the big leagues to the minor leagues to Little League. Foul Tips is also home of the Rick Award, and we are part of the Belly Up Network. So sit back, grab a beer, and let's get into it. All right, foul tips for this September 14th, 2022, the all-baseball edition of the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Today, today's uh, show is brought to you by BetUS and BetUS.com, America's favorite sports book. Pad your pockets today at BetUS.com. Uh, might as well get right into it. been putting this off for a little bit, going to my little diatribe yesterday about umpires and uh, the state of the game and everything else. So if you check that out on YouTube and our usual um podcast accounts you get get that out there get that out to everybody uh, who's involved in minor sports it's not just baseball but everything else so we'll just do it that way um so anyways we'll get into the rule changes that have been going on or they're going to happen in 2023 some long overdue rule changes that, that i think are going to help the game some that aren't uh, that kind of semantic some that are going to take players out of the game won't be around any longer and so it kind of um uh, I know baseball's trying to change things. It's, for, it's the last sport to try and change things. Basketball put in a three-point line. Football changes their rules all the time. They, you got hockey that uh, got rid of the neutral zone trap. Baseball's the the last one that's uh, the last of the Mohicans, I guess you could say, that is deciding to stick with the traditional rules. But now the, there's some things that are going to change. I think, like I said, some for the best and some for, some, some for the worst. We might as well get into them right now. The one that I like a lot, and I wish they would do this all levels of baseball, Right to, from amateur to college to which they, they have in college and, and right to the, the pros, but they, they tried the minor leagues and it has shaved off 26 minutes per game, which is a lot. But the, the one that needs to be changed, I'm glad they're going to do it, is the pitch clock is coming in. Uh, like I said, 26 minutes off of a game is a lot, so it, it's going to help a pitch clock. With nobody on base, a pitcher now has 15 seconds to deliver the ball to home plate to, to get it going. With a runner on, they have 20 seconds to uh, to throw the ball it, it's it's a lot um with this it's going to keep batters in the batter's box yes when, when the a ball is fouled off they can go out collect their thoughts adjust their their jock strap uh, a la nomar garcia para back in the day when he used to change his gloves but it, it's going to change the game for the better uh like i said before like last week and there was a game that i did um here in lethbridge that man the batters wouldn't go in the pitchers were looking around working slow it changes everything a lot when when pitchers are working fast at all levels i don't care what level it is right from professional baseball to wood summer uh, collegiate baseball right to, to little league when pitchers are working fast it gets hitters in in the mode to hit it gets pitchers in the mode to pitch strikes, and it gets umpires in the mode to call strikes. And that that will equal a, a better baseball game for for viewers, uh, and for that, and that's what they're trying to do is keep keep people in the game. The one thing that I'm a little concerned about with this rule is that in the regular season, yep, they're going to enforce it because the clock's there and everything else. But if you have a three-two count and it's a it's a 
tough situation and say you're you got uh, i mean i'm just going to use uh use my yankees as an example here and you got garrett cole on the mound in the sixth in a 3-2 game and a 3-2 count on the pitcher and he's looking back and forth and you got all kinds of crap happening and the clock's going is an umpire going to enforce this to the letter of the law because i think you're going to have a lot of pitchers who are are so used to their ways and they're so used to guys in minor leagues they're coming up now they've been doing it for for a couple of years now the guys who've been in the big leagues for a long time are they going to be able to adjust their game to make this work are they going to be able to deliver the ball because some guys do take a long time to pitch the baseball are they going to be be able to adjust the way they throw adjust their cadence adjust their rhythm to make sure that they get a pitch off and if if it is a, a three two count like i said in the bottom of the seventh inning or in the bottom of the ninth inning with a reliever like Raldis chapman's gonna be gone by the time <laughs> this rule comes into effect with the yankees but are you going to have a Jordan Romano for, for the Jays or whoever else? Is he going to be able to, to Kimbrel with his waving his arm back and forth like a grandfather clock, like a pendulum? Is he going to be, going to be able to deliver that ball in that allotted time frame of 20 seconds? Is that going to be a viable thing? And if he doesn't, is the umpire going to call a ball for and say, yeah, batter gets his base, they would base lower, walks in a go-ahead run or a tying run or whatever it is. Is that going to be a thing? That are the umpires going to be able to um, keep this up? The playoffs, it, it's it's a different ball. It's a different game, and the pressure's on. Like a regular season game, when you got to say, like right now I'm watching the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates play a game that means absolutely nothing. Pitchers probably want to throw throw quicker so they can get the hell off, off the field and get the season done with because of you know two abysmal teams and, two, and an abysmal season. So uh, having that rule for these guys is nothing. But when it comes down to a, a pressure situation, are umpires going to be able to do it? Problem number two, and, and, and let me know if I'm wrong, get a hold of me. I'm, I don't know enough about this right now. But if it's that 15-second delivery, when does that start? Is it when the, the batter gets the batter's box? When does it all begin? And then how long does the batter got to have to get to the box? Because now we all know that uh, everybody has their own walk-up music and everything's going on and what's happening. And they, and they won't start going until their, their own music is playing in the background, Carly Rae Jepsen or whatever. I don't know if anybody does Carly Rae Jepsen. Fun fact, that Let It Go song from a, a Disney movie, I can't remember which one it was. Um, Kimbrell's been coming to the, the, the out of the bullpen to that, Kimbrell with the Dodgers. Something must happen between the years, so Let It Go is his new uh, walk-up song. But I think that's uh, something else that they've probably thought of. I'm sure Brent Redlinski down to Yankee Tavern North isn't the first one to think of the uh, the walk-up situation when, when the clock actually starts. Is this a good rule? I like it a lot. I like that the that they're trying to speed the game up. I like that, that they're saying get in the box, get in the box. You don't need to be waving the crowd. You don't need to be going for a walk every time you, you don't get the call you like or something goes wrong or, or you get brushed back a little bit. Yes, they're showmen. Yes, it's entertainment, but people don't care. No one's there, man. No one's caring what's happening be between pitch. They want to see pitch after pitch after pitch. And that goes hopefully from pitchers, hopefully to batters. I know the umpires want it. Fans want it. Coaches want it. And that's at all levels. A quick game, a quick game is, is yes, you're not going to sell as many beers. You're not going to sell as many hot dogs. I get it. But the entertainment value has to be there. G games can drag. When the average game is over three hours, that's too long. NFL can get a game done in three hours. You, like clockwork, two hours, 45, they're right there. And, and you can definitely, yes, they, those other sports have a time clock. But baseball does drag on. And I'm a baseball dork. I'll watch games all day. 
all day long, all year long. Even in the wintertime, I have a game on. I got two on right now down here in the tavern. But I think that's very important to get this, the game sped up with the pitch clock because dead air is dead air. Whether it be a podcast, a TV show, a radio show, whatever it is, dead air is dead air. And if nothing's happening on the field, you're going to lose interest of the of the uh, of the fans and stands. The next one, I was all for the the banning the shift a couple years ago because I'm a baseball purist per se. But now I got thinking a little bit about this. And 1420 Dave, he kind of got me thinking a little bit differently about this. There's nothing right. And man, I, smart people, bunt. I don't care if there's a shift on. I hope it happens. I see it a little bit more this season where guys are um, going against the shift and they're hitting, trying to hit against the shift. But if you're trying to change the game and speed it up, that means there must be more outs. So if you don't have a shift on or and everybody has to play in their position, you're going to have longer games because now you can't get that hit up the middle. You can't get that because now there's going to be a body there, a body not there, sorry, a body like behind second base. You're going to have the bodies, the, the infield shift. You're going to have four guys on one side because guys do refuse to bunt. So is this going to speed the game up? Probably not. You're probably going to have more base hits. Which it's going to be a longer game. Is there more action? Yes. Is is the old traditional base hit going to happen more? Yes. So they're kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth, I think, with this rule change by trying to speed the game up but they're going to be slowing it down because there's going to be more base hits. So that means there's going to be more hitters and more more walk-up songs and everything else. So is the action going to be better? Probably. But is it speeding the game up? No, it's not. It's going to slow things down. I do I do like it as a baseball guy. I do like how they word it. they got to have both feet on the infield before the pitch is thrown. They can't have uh, – you got to be on either side of second base. You can't have three or four guys um, crowding the, the one side of the infield. I thought that I read, and once again – Get back to me if I'm wrong on this. I did read that an infield or an outfielder can come in. I thought that's how I interpreted that. So now you might have X amount of players on the on the on the infield, but not not as many on the outfield. If, if I'm wrong, let me know. So I'm not sure how much I like that. There will be some guys that will be leaving the game who, if they're only pole hitters, they're probably gone. Like Joey Gallows probably should have been gone anyways. Like Mark Teixeira, this this shortened his career up for the Yankees a few years back because he couldn't he couldn't not pull the ball. He couldn't get it through his head that, and he actually said, "I was I was I'm paid a lot of money to hit home runs." And you got a lot of guys that they'll be leaving the game after the season because they can't they can't adjust their swing. And with how pitchers pitch now i'm not saying they're better pitchers they throw differently there's a lot more spin rate and everything else so pitching isn't better or the pitchers aren't better pitching's better if that makes any sense so you're going to see a lot of guys who can't hit um, situationally out of the game as of the end of this season a lot of guys and i'm talking a lot of guys who can't who can't make that adjustment and if they have to pull the ball they're or if they can't pull the ball like they're going to be out out of the game it's it's just the way it is and the way things are going to go it's going to it's going to get rid of rid of some players and get rid of some players in a hurry guys who can't hit situationally um it's going to change things that way uh the last one they're going to change the size of the bases i think that one is just window dressing i think that's just semantics i don't think it's going to do much how many stolen base attempts are there per per game is it a safety thing i don't think so um they say it is but an inch and a half two inches it's not going to increase um that many more steals how many how many close plays are there yes per, but yes there are some per night in major league baseball with stolen bases i get it i, I totally understand that 
There are whackers at second base and whackers at third base, but I don't think it's going to change stolen bases a whole bunch that anyway, uh, that much anyways, because stolen bases, you, you don't want to get guys thrown out, right? So the, the guys aren't stealing as much as they used to. We're not talking Ricky Henderson days. So I don't, I don't see that one changing. I will stick to my guns and say that Major League Baseball does need to go and all levels of baseball. We talked about it at our clinic last week, how they, they should have the orange base, the safety base, like they, they do in, in slow pitch right across North America where they like, a guy has to run on the inside that will protect ankles at first base it will change the game they have to run in that runner's lane anyways so they got to put that safety bag in there i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to write a letter to major league baseball and see why they they won't change that one they'll they'll make a base a little bit bigger and uh, to try to they said safety and they say that's going to increase stolen bases that two inches isn't going to change a damn thing not a damn thing for how the amount of stolen base that like get attempted on, on a nightly basis so that one's kind of window dressing just to appease the masses i think so anyways I do like the I do really like the the uh, batters got to be in the box speed, uh, the 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 pitch time time clock I like that a ton it's going to speed things up it's not you got to have the no marks like I said you're not going to have the walking around the dead air I like that one a ton 26 minutes is a lot um yeah Steinbrenner you're not going to make that much more money on your 15 well you are people are still going to drink their nine beers for nine innings it's a thing they're going to going to do so you won't have people and it's going to help tv it's going to it's going to help everything it's not a bad thing to, for things to speed up it might bring more more eyeballs to the game because people like things to be fast and furious and what's the where we're what's next generation or what what now generation right like i'm at the the brink of that uh i'm 48 years old so it's a little bit different banning the shift not a big fan of that one i was i was for it a, a while ago, but now I'm against it because I think that the, if, if you if you're a professional hitter, you should be a professional hitter and be able to hit the ball the other way and hit hit out of shifts. It's going to, to lengthen games a little bit, and the, like I said, the base change. I think that's just window dressing. It's not, not going to change anything. Anyways, that's my thoughts on the rule changes coming to Major League Baseball in 2023. That was brought to you by BetUS and BetUS.com. Just click on our personalized link at BetUS on, on all our social media accounts. Make a wager today and pad your pockets at BetUS.com. Hey, it's Brent from the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. For all of you out there who like to have a little skin on the game, go to BetUS.com to make all your sports wagers. BetUS.com has all the sportsbook options available at your fingertips from pro and college football to baseball, hockey, horse racing, and beyond. And with an initial sign-up bonus of 125%, you get more bang for your buck at BetUS.com. Just click on our our personalized link that can be found on all our social media accounts and start betting today at America's favorite sportsbook. There is also an online casino for those of you who like to play the table as well. So sign up at America's favorite sports book today and pad your pockets at BetUS.com. This segment brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Be sure to go to Manscaped.com for all your men's grooming needs and use promo code 1420SCAPE to Manscaped.com today and get 20% off and free shipping with everything you purchase from Manscaped. Uh, Apparently, I got to clarify a tweet I put out there yesterday about Mike Trout being a stat gatherer. And I was wondering if that was all he is. I kind of, I guess I worded it wrong, apparently, on the old Twitter machine. And I got, I got a little bit of bite back from the level of the playing field guys. And then another um, guy who was following a little bit from New York State, I believe. He, uh, and yeah, anyways, it doesn't much matter. I said, is, is, 
is Trout a, a, a stat gatherer? And what I meant by that is that he, he's putting up a big, he had a big home run streak of seven in a row, went for eight, eight last night. Seems to put up a good war every year. It's got the greatest war wins above replacement. I still don't care what the what a war is you win you lose you get championships batting titles that means that means more to me than anything but anyways a great war uh best all time best since mantle blah 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 what i'm getting at is he just a stat gatherer is he a player that's just going to have a good record good stats for his career doesn't really care if he wins or loses it's just i'm sure he cares if he wins or loses i, I worded that wrong too so don't don't attack me at our on our social media accounts but what i'm getting at is Eventually, a player to be considered great, don't they have to do something to win or to, to be to be considered an all-timer? Like, don't you have to win something, not just an MVP, but you, a team victory? And what I'm getting at is that when does Mike Trout decide and go to Anaheim ownership or whoever, however this get this gets done behind the scenes, when does he go to ownership and say, listen, this ain't working. I'm this X amount of years old. I have this much money coming to me. Let's defer some payments or however it can work. And let's get me out of here because I, I don't see us winning in, the, in any time in the near future. They're in a division that's pretty tough. Seattle's loaded up for a few years to come. Houston's still got a few years left in them. where They're, they're going to be winning a lot. Anaheim's had a terrible year again, like atrocious year. If it wasn't for the lowly Oakland days who make less than Mike Trout, um, they'd be in last place in that division. When does Trout go away go to ownership and say i'm out i i need to get out of here i think it's sooner rather than later i think with i think it's Artie marino who owns the 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 angels he's looking to sell the team and, and get out of the get out of the business is this a time that trout can maybe i don't know pull a fast one on new ownership and say Listen, I signed to be part of the, the Marino regime. I signed with them. I like the family, blah, blah, blah. Make something up and get out of, get out of Anaheim because they aren't going to win anytime soon. And for Trout to have any kind of a legacy, in, in my opinion, it's time for him to go, uh, go elsewhere and try to go to greener pastures, different pastures. I know that the grass isn't always greener. It's just different. But with Anaheim, he's you know, he's, he's not going to be winning anytime soon. So if he just sticks around there, he's been getting paid an absorbent amount of money, something that 99.9% of us in this world are never going to see. If he's going to have a legacy, I think it's time for him to go. If he sticks around Anaheim, I think it's going Anaheim. It's going to deplete his legacy, and he's not going to have a situation where he's going to be thought of as an all-timer. Like it'll be twenty years down the road when I'm seven years old, and I'll go, "Oh, there was this Trout guy. He was good." And there'll be a bunch of kids. I don't know who he was, what team he played. Was it who Anaheim? They'll probably be called something different again by that point. So maybe it's a time for him to to call it good and go go to play elsewhere. Um, I think he's in a situation now where he can't he can get out. Um he like I said, he can make up some cockamamie reason to get out and ownership might the new ownership might say, Yeah, you know what? We yes, you're 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 a very marketable person. Yes, we we do want to have you on our team, but that that amount of money for a team that's not going to win doesn't make sense for, for us for us financially either. It, it's it's I think it's a it's a win win for the new owners and for Mike Trout to to cut ties and say it's it's time to to move on to something different because like I said they aren't winning anytime anytime soon and hitting home runs in Anaheim isn't doing anything it's it's well known I think that Otani he ain't sticking around either so that's the only like if they didn't have Otani and Trout where would Anaheim be like with Otani leaving they're like. 
what's that war that's leaving your team already too, right? So they're going to be worse next year. And that's another year on Trout's, Trout's career that he he doesn't have around anymore. And he won't be able to, like, you're, you, you get old quick. Like those years go by really, really quick. So it's, it's, it's going to be tough for, for Anaheim fans and, and Anaheim ownership to justify paying Trout that much money. Yes, you need stars on your team, but there, you know, if Trout, I think for his legacy to be any, anywhere near a superstar status, when it's all said and done, yes, he's the best player in the game now, but when it's all said and done, his superstar status will not be there because he had not won. And I think that is the most important thing that a baseball player can do is you have to win at least one to be in that that greatest ever talk. I, I think that is very important. I think it's all sports. Hockey is the same way. Basketball is the same way. I think in these team sports, you have to you have to win one at least to be considered an all-time great. MVPs are one thing. Championships are another. Getting that ring is very important for, for a legacy. And I, I don't know why you would play a team game and not want to win a championship. I'm sure he wants to, but I, he's got to be getting to a point, and I think he'd be getting frustrated as well. Like Obviously, I've never talked to the guy. I never will talk to the guy, but I would like to tug on his ear and say, don't you want to win one? one and what's what, what's what's important to mike trout and what's important to your legacy to go out and win one because all the individual awards don't mean anything they're, they're just going to collect collect dust on your mantle uh, on your mickey mantle but uh when you can go back 20 years from now and go to an old timers day or to whatever each team has and, and sit around with your buddies and say remember that championship that we got that parade that we had i think that's a memory that uh that is more important or should be more important to an athlete to get to that next level and to do something like that. Because I, I do, I do really think that Mike Trout has to leave, leave Anaheim, the Anaheim angels, the, the California angels, whatever you want to call them, the Los Angeles, like so many names. And I think it's time for Mike Trout to go. Anyways, that's my thoughts on that. Listen, make sure you guys go to manscaped.com for all your men's grooming needs and use promo code one, four, two, zero scaped. That's 1420 scaped at manscaped.com today. You are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of Fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats, to apparel, to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. With hassle-free returns, free shipping on order over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages, and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage, and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs. Foul tips brought to you by Fans Edge and FansEdge.com. Get all your fan apparel at FansEdge.com today. Save 20% off shipping in Canada, free shipping in the United States. There's all kinds of sale items, everything else. Speaking of Fans Edge, they were touting the Los Angeles Dodgers National League West Championship apparel and gear the, this morning, quick and easy to get that stuff out there. And it was ready to go to sale. The Dodgers uh, can clinched their ninth out of their last 10 National League West Division titles. Kind of reminds me of the uh, the Atlanta Braves back in the day when they went right from what was it, 95 to 2005. Every year was the, the Braves would win that National League uh, East. But anyways, it's the Dodgers dominance in the, in the West. Only the one World Series to show for it, and the one World Series was in the COVID year. So a lot of people are kind of a or a wait and see thing with the Dodgers going on right now. The Dodgers might because of the West Coast uh, 
East Coast media where you don't get a lot of media attention on the East Coast because the Dodgers play so late at night on the East Coast and you don't get the same media attention. The Braves only had that one World Series. Yeah, they ran into some Yankee teams and everything else in those years that they didn't, that they couldn't, they, they just didn't win World Series in all those years they had with the, their great pitching staff. But the Dodgers wrapping it up last night. They're going to the playoffs again. They're not getting a lot of press, like I said. And maybe because, you know, the, uh, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And the Atlanta Braves are right there. They're in a playoff hunt right now. They're going to be in the playoffs, but they're in a in a division race with the the New York Mets. And right now, the Mets are kind of overtaking them. But I think Atlanta is going to to win that division. We'll talk about them on the, on the next show, maybe. But we'll we'll focus more of our attention on the Dodgers. I I do think that this is actually the Dodgers' year. I think I predicted it. Be, uh, in our major league baseball preview show back in March, but the Dodgers just seem to have something going on right now. They Justin Turner has just turned it on. I, I didn't mean to do that. Justin Turner has turned it on. He's in 371, which is a big number since the end of June. He had a tough, tough start, but man, he's flying and he, he's just hitting the tearing the cover off the ball night in, night out. I think he's got a 10 or 11 game hitting streak right now. Don't quote me on that. I could have made that up. Who knows? No, I, I didn't. Uh, but he's tearing the cover off the ball night in, night out. Just a great, great player. He's a very, very good Dodger. Um, he's been great since he since he got brought up. Were brought there and, and just doesn't seem to be slowing down. You got the likes of the 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 acquisition of Freddie Freeman is huge. He hasn't missed a start all season long. He's played pretty much every inning, getting some nights off because of the DH in the National League now. And so he he's he's been fantastic. And being a past champion with the Atlanta Braves, and he's got a bit of a, a burr up his ass with the way the Braves and him had that divorce. As agents fall, like we talked about in the show in the past, but Freddie Freeman, that acquisition, because you to have winners on your team, like actual champions, never hurts. And it's any sport, you get a champion with a championship pedigree and a guy with the, um, he seems like a really good clubhouse guy, a guy that, that Freddie Freeman has been unbelievable. Trey Turner's been very good this year with uh, his first full year with the Dodgers since coming over. Last year at the trade deadline, he's been just phenomenal. They got the Mookie, Mookie Betts has been almost said Mookie Wilson. He's managed to bring him out of retirement in the Seinfeld episode. But Mookie Betts, you got him, just the, you got the, that three-headed monster right there. there there's And like I said, you got Freeman there. You can't dispute that lineup how good that they are and how good that they have been throughout this season running yes they play in a pretty weak division they they got some gimme games night night in night out it's not like colorado's you got the arizona's um you got those teams. Yes, the, the the Giants are good. Yes, the Padres are good. But the Dodgers get a lot of gimme games. They they probably have thirty eight games. They should win every 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 night. I know you're not going to win nineteen in a row on a on a team you play week in week out. Or but uh, they have some gimme games throughout their schedule. So the Dodgers, I I I can't see them them slowing down once it comes to playoff time. I I think they're a great club. They're they're constructed well offensively. They're pitching, even though uh, Walker Bueller and his tight tight pants. Are, are on the DL getting or IL? Sorry, can't say DL anymore. Are on the IL with his tight pants? Didn't it wasn't his tight pants that uh, slowed him down? He got, he's going for Tommy John surgery, so he'll probably be out for next season too. But you got uh, Julio Urias, who's been phenomenal. He's their number one guy. He's their race. He's been just lights out throughout the season. Kershaw uh, being injured twice. He got the clincher again last night. I think he's got got uh, the. the Nine out of ten. I think he's got five of the clinching clinching games. He's been there so long. I think that him going on the IL a couple of times this year is kind of a good move 
for the Dodgers because he can actually get some rest at his age and he'll be well rested for the playoffs. He's not well. He hasn't done well in the playoffs over the years by any means, but I think the, the, the rest that he's got with his two stints on the IL might be just what the doctor ordered. Their bullpen is lights out. Fantastic. Even with that Craig Kimbrell, I can't stand that arm wag. He does. We brought up earlier on and the, the let it, let it go entrance. They have a run def differential of plus 320, which is huge. I can't see the Dodgers not winning the World Series. Um, the, the, it'll be a tough go to get out of the National League because the, the 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 Braves are so tough. I I think that there might be a little bit of juice with the St. Louis Cardinals with their uh, coming out of the Central and they got the Pujols thing going on, the Adam Molina thing going on. Uh, you, Adam Wainwright, you got that going on. That's a whole other thing today that's happening with Wainwright and Molina. Um, going to be setting a record for the most battery mates for most most times ever together for innings pitched. But I can't see the Dodgers not getting out of the National League. I don't know if the American League is that tough. The Yankees aren't that good. Yes, you heard me say the Yankees aren't that good i the astros maybe ha have a, a shot at beating the dodgers but i think there's a little bit of bone in the old uh in there or a little bit of pop in their step to get back at the do at the uh, astros what happened back in 2017 i think it was um I think this is the Dodgers year. I really, really do. I, I, I would go to betus.com and put some money down on it uh, today because I, I do think that the Dodgers are the team to beat in, in baseball and they'll finally put it all together with a full, that won't be a COVID world series, but it'll be a, it'll be a, a genuine world series where I think that they're going to do it. And you know what? Why not do it to win one for Vin? That, that'll be something else that they can, they can put in the, uh, I don't know on the bulletin board material. Win one for Vin because uh, the, the the passing of uh, longtime Dodger announcer and Dodger great, probably the greatest Dodger ever, Vin Scully. It's it, it's a Dodgers World Series to win. I yeah, that's all I got on that. I, I can't see them lose. I just really can't see them losing. They're going to have a pretty clear path to the NL NLCS. Their pitching staff is good. They got a, an offense that's absolutely phenomenal. It, it's they're. They're, they're, they spend the most money, so they should have the best team. But that doesn't always work that way. So in ending, look for the Dodgers to win. Uh, it's just, it's they're a monster that, that won't be stopped. Los Angeles Dodgers guaranteed to win the World Series this year. Fans Edge, FansEdge.com. Get all your Dodger apparel at FansEdge.com today and uh, look like a winner. Which ending to the home run chase would be worse, guys? I, I put this out on on the Twitter poll earlier on today. Which one would be the worst ending? It's I know it's not a home run record per se. It's a Yankee record and the American League record held by Roger Maris still at sixty one. And you got Albert, it's the judge the judge chase or do you is is a is the uh, the worst ending Pujols ending his career at six ninety nine. What would be the worst outcome? Uh, getting a lot of good feedback on this, and it's it's actually quite. Uh, I'm quite uh, happy with the things that I came up with because it's uh, quite. I'm getting both sides of the story, which I didn't think I was going to get because most people are still calling the, and I'm not getting into that again, the the, the Bonds home run chase of 73, the, the actual record, which it is. It's in the record book, so it is. But which one would be the, the worst outcome for, for said player? Would it be Pujols ending at 699 or would it be Judge ending at 60? Um, it's interesting to, to hear what people are saying about that. So go onto our Twitter account and, and find that. Well, I'll, re, I'll retweet it and get it back out there or let us know at 1420sports at G 
gmail.com or just leave, leave a note uh, on uh, social media accounts and let us know what you think because it's a quite a intriguing intriguing thing. I don't know if if I ended at six ninety nine. I don't know if I couldn't come back for ten games next year if if he gets to six ninety nine and calls it good. I think Pujols would come back next year. I don't know if I, I'd be able to sit, sit there with six ninety nine in the record books. A Rod was forced to sit at six ninety six because the the Yankees said get out and no one wanted him around. Pujols a good enough guy to come back and get one, but A Rod was told to stay away. So Pujols probably getting to seven hundred would. would uh, 699 he'll probably come back to get one more home run somewhere but judge man he it's it's hard to hit 61 62 in a year and with him getting older and injury woes over his career he probably won't get another chance to do that like how many years that does that does it happen it's only happened once without steroids so it'd be another thing to get to 60 and then come up short so it'd be interesting i'm interested to hear what you guys think uh what what, what would be the uh the worst outcome uh for for, for the home run hitter so make sure you vote on our twitter accounts and we'll, we'll get to it uh we'll get to the next 14 on the next foul tips the 1420 uh sports bar podcast anyways going to finish tonight's show with collector's corner or we're going to whatever we're going to calling it i'm not really sure what we're going to brand this thing but i'm interested to hear what people have in their uh, their man cave their basement their their collector's room whatever you got i'm interested to hear and see what you guys got in your prized possessions memorabilia wise and where it came from what the story is behind it what you got and and how you got it where, where you attained it and, and like i said the story behind it is probably even more uh is it a baseball is it is it a bat is it a chair is it this is that i got a few things down here in the yankee tavern north that i'm quite proud of that i acquired over the years of something some from Steiner Sports, some of it from God knows where collectors. Uh, my my brother found me some things, some jerseys I, that I got. I got a lot of Yankee crap down here, so it's uh, it, it was crap for a while. Now it's, it means something to me. But anyways, there's a lot of stuff down here that I'm proud of. One of the things that I uh, get a kick out of still to this day was one of the first acquisitions that I got was a. a seat from the old Yankee Stadium that got uh, converted into a bar stool and the cool thing about this not only is it a bar stool so you watch a game sitting in a bar stool from a, a Yankee Stadium seat but there's still gum on the back of the seat from when it was uh, in Yankee Stadium so who knows where it came from uh, I do know the section that it came from there's a sticker on the back or a decal on the back I guess that t- tells me what uh, what section that it was sitting in but the gum that's still sitting on there how long that's been there God who knows why, why they wouldn't have cleaned it off uh, on a daily basis at the old ballpark Park in the Bronx. I have no idea. So that's one of the things I'm quite proud of. I got some baseballs that I got, I got a, a, a Jeter, Pettit, uh, Rivera baseball compilation that the designer put together with Yankee team dirt on it that I'm quite proud of. There's a story behind that one too. It was from the, the last game that Mariano pitched. There's all the game used balls. So that's another one that I, I, I'm quite proud of. So make sure you guys, you, you send me maybe some pictures, send me a, a tweet, send some pitch to, uh, pictures to 1420 sports at gmail.com. I'm not going to rip you off. I don't know. I'm not not doing that. I'm not too, trying to, to get you guys to uh, show me what you got. So I can send the hoodlums in there to take stuff for you. I'm just curious what uh, collections you guys got, what our listeners and fans of uh, the 1420 sports bar podcast have, because it's always a good story and it's always a good people are, are really proud of their stuff. And usually they don't get it, get a chance to show off their, their wares because they're, they're usually hidden down in a basement for, for the wife to not see. So I'm like, when you get a chance to show you, show your stuff off, I'm more than happy when people come over to, to my place. I, I bring 
him down the tavern and show things off and give him a little tour of the Yankee Tavern North and some memorabilia that I got. So let me know what you got. I want to I want to hear it. I'm, I don't know if we're going to call it Collector's Corner or not. I'm not sure exactly what the name of, of this segment is going to be, but I hope we get some good feedback on this in the d- days and weeks and months ahead because it's, uh, it's a fun thing. Collecting things is a lot of fun. You got some old baseball cards that aren't worth anything. You got some new cards that are worth something. Tell me what you're most proud of, and we'll talk about it on, on, uh, on shows to come. Anyways, thanks for listening to the 1420 Sports Bar podcast and the foul tips on a, on a weekly basis. We're going to try to get more shows out there. And also, thank you for people who've been watching the uh, the show I put out on YouTube yesterday, talking about umpires and baseball and, and sports in general and how it's broken. So thank you for, for, for watching that. Keep listening. Keep talking to people about the show. Share, share, retweet the things. Listen to the podcast. Get, get it out there. Talk to people about the show. Like, subscribe the whole bit, rate our shows, and get them out there because it helps us put more more content. Fans Edge, Manscaped, BetUS, and there's one more out there, SeatGeek. Thank you very much for sponsoring the show. Please, please, please support our sponsors because they allow us to put uh, a lot more content out there. Anyways, foul tips. All baseball edition of the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Remember, everybody, smart people bunt. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.